All right. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good evening. How's school going for you guys? Ah, boring. How many of you have fully transitioned online right now? How many of you are online fully now? How many of you are hybrid, like you're doing both still online and in person? How many of you are just in person now? Wow, that's a good thing. I'm impressed. That's cool. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you're here tonight. I appreciate all of your acting skills that came on up here. You guys did a good job. Um, before we get into tonight's message in that, there, there's, we're going to take some time uh, to pray for some individuals tonight. There, there are some serious things that are going on, and uh, I think as a community, uh, as a whole, here are the youth group and the student ministries, we want to let you know what's going on. We're going to pray for these individuals um, as I come up here. So, well, one individual will come up here anyways. But uh, you may notice we may not have as many people as we usually do, right? On a, on a Wednesday night, there's some faces. You're like, oh, shucks, where are they? I haven't seen them in the last couple of weeks. So just want to update you a little bit on them. So uh, the Cerezo fa- family, Big Anthony, who usually runs our sound in the back, and, and Little Anthony, uh, who plays guitar, sings, and is part of our student leadership team, um, they're actually at home right now because their mom uh, isn't feeling well. And actually, neither is Big Anthony. He's had some back issues and while also getting sick. And so they're home for the last couple of weeks. Uh, when talking with little Anthony, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, student leaders, but hopefully he'll be back next week based off what's going on there. So we're going to pray, pray for them. Also as well, uh, how many of you know Hannah and Ellie, right? Hannah and Ellie. Uh, so both their parents were sick. Uh, actually, where both of them had had to be in the hospital. Uh, Durango is actually home now. Her, their mom is home. Came home yesterday, but today their dad uh, went into the hospital because of sickness. Uh, but he's gotten some transfusions in. He's doing better from what I've heard, and so uh, we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for the girls specifically as well, because both Hannah and Ellie are dealing with some stress. Uh, and one of the ways we're actually going to help Hannah out is tonight is actually her birthday. Tonight's her birthday, and so afterwards, after small group in that, huh? Yeah, we're going to do a little virtual birthday. We're going to have her come in. We're going to sing happy birthday. We're going to sing happy birthday to other December birthdays. I think Eva's birthday was last Friday, if I remember correctly. Uh, Anyone else have a December birthday? Vincent? Travis, really? No. Um, I was just wanting to get it over so that it doesn't happen later. Nope. So, Vincent, what day is your birthday? Oh, just a few days before Christmas. All right, cool. Fiance's Christmas. What's that? Sister's fiance's Christmas on Christmas. Nice. Nice. Do they get double the gifts, or do they? Uh... <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So, so one of the ways. Back on track here a little bit. One of the ways we're gonna, we're gonna help Hannah, we're gonna, we're gonna cheer her up by, we're all gonna sing happy birthday to her after small group. And afterwards we have some cake, we have a, a yellow cake with buttercream icing, and we also have a pumpkin cobbler as well. And then if you're not a cake fan as, as, at all, we're gonna have Swedish fish. So, um, <laughs> so, um, so there's that. Alright, uh, we're also, hey, back on track a little bit here, we're also going to take some time right now to pray for the Landis family as well. Uh, Dad, uh, Tim Landis isn't feeling the greatest right now, so we're going to, we're going to pray for all of them collectively. Yes. The ones that come here? Or another, fa- another one? Okay. Well, let's, here, 
we're going we're gonna to pray for them collectively. And then there's one individual we're going to pray for, her and her family, after we're done praying with this group. So if you guys can join me in bowing your heads, closing your eyes, and we're going to pray for everyone tonight. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for all of those that are here, Lord God. And, uh, and we thank you for those who cannot be here at this time, Lord. Uh, we, lift, we lift up in prayer uh, both Big Anthony and little Anthony to you right now, Lord God. We pray for Big Anthony and his back. We pray that there is healing taking place. And we pray for the entire family uh, as their mom and, and some of the other family members have been coming uh, overcoming some sickness, Lord God. We pray for little Anthony as well with the frustration that he's dealing with, with being at home and always having to be on a computer for school, Lord God. I know that he has mentioned that it's been tiresome and he's aggravated by it, Lord God. I pray that you give him the strength that he needs to continue on through his schooling for this week and maybe even next week as well, Lord Jesus. We also pray for for Hannah and Ellie and her parents, Troy and Durango, Lord God. God, we give you praise that Durango is back home, Lord God, and that she is doing well. But we pray for Troy right now, who had to go into the hospital earlier today, Lord God. I pray that the fusions that had to take place, Lord God, I pray that the, that Troy is starting to uh, regain energy, is seeing significant uh, progress in his health, Lord God. And we pray over Hannah and Ellie right now, Lord Jesus. We pray over them for any stress that they may be dealing with and anxieties they may be feeling right now. Lord Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you take those anxieties away right now. I pray that they receive a peace that is beyond uh, understanding, Lord God, knowing that it only comes from you, Lord Jesus. And finally, we pray for Tim Landis. And the Landis family as well, Lord God, I pray that Tim uh, starts to feel better, Lord Jesus. I know that he has been up on the rise when it comes to his health, but I pray that he feels 100% over the next couple days. And we just pray for a hedge of protection over uh, the Landis family as a whole, Lord God. And we pray for everyone here, Lord Jesus. I thank you for those who are being wise when it comes to some of the sickness that they're dealing with, Lord God. But we pray for protection for us here right now, Lord Jesus. I pray that you give our immune systems the strength that it needs uh, to fight off any viruses, Lord God, and uh, we give you the glory and praise for, for the miracles of healing that are taking place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, so another person we're going to pray for, I'm going to have her come on up. Destiny, if you want to come, up, come on up here for a minute. <clears throat> and so so this one is uh, unfortunately on uh, a little sadder news. Um, Destiny found out yesterday that her, her grandfather passed away. Um, and so we're going to take some time to pray for her, take some time to pray for her family during this time as well. So I'm going to call anyone, if you want to come up and, and lay hands on her while we pray. Some of you guys who just want to sit, want to re- pull your hands out uh, as we pray as well. So uh, call those who want to come on up and lay hands on Destiny as we pray for her and her family. Come on up, guys. And uh, I was talking to Destiny earlier about this. I, I, you know, I lost my grandfather when I was in eighth grade, and she's in seventh grade right now. And I, I know the emotions that she may be dealing with, and the family are dealing with right now. But we want to let you know that we are here for you every step of the way. And um, okay, I know it's heartbreaking right now, but let's pray for you guys. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we pray for Destiny, and we pray for her entire family, Lord God. 
We first and foremost thank you that her grandfather was a believer in you, Lord Jesus. And even though he had to deal with some pain and suffering here, that he is now in heaven rejoicing and and glorifying you, Jesus. And so we thank you for that. But that doesn't take away the the, the pain and and the sorrowfulness of knowing that a loved one who was here on earth is no longer here, Lord God. So I first pray over Destiny and the the emotions that she is dealing with right now as she's going through the grieving cycle, Lord God. I first and foremost pray that she continues to keep her eyes on you, Lord Jesus, um, that she understands and recognizes your steadfast love, Lord God. We pray for her parents and her grandmother as well as they mourn and the rest of the family mourns during this time, Lord God. I pray as they need to make preparations and plans moving forward that they seek wisdom and guidance during this time, Lord God. And I pray during whenever the, the, fu- the funeral services may take place, Lord Jesus, I pray the person who, who is preaching or, or going to be there uh, is able to preach Christ to those who may not know him, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, again, for the entire family and the loss of Destiny's grandfather, Fred. And God, we lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're a community, as I, as I mentioned, and this is what we're, we're here to do. You know, if, if we come here on a Wednesday and um, I don't find it a coincidence that some of this stuff is happening as we're, we're going to be going through a message on the greatest commandment that Jesus calls us to love one another. Right, And so, we can come here on a Wednesday, and I can tell you all the importance of praying and, and doing what God tells us to do, and if we don't do any of it, we're just acting hypocritical, as we've heard about some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and what they've had to deal with, right? And so tonight, as we continue through our Mark study, we're going to talk about this great commandment called love, but before we get there... Who remembers anything from last week in, in the conversation and the questions that the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, were asking Jesus? Last week. Anyone tell me what we talked about last week? Caitlin. Um, the difference between knowing Scripture and knowing Scripture um, and it's not from the Bible that say you it's man in which the Bible is about who saves you. Amen. And you can't say you are a Christian, but not really read your Bible. You cannot claim to be a disciple if you don't know how to be a disciple. That's awesome. Good job. Anyone else? Travis. Um, I remember that the Sadducees, but um, the people who are the Buddha came from the Buddha, they were saying that like resurrection wasn't real, but then he's going back, and saying that this means that it's not happening in this time. Awesome. Very good. Anyone else? Anyone else? Last week's date, what was last week's date? The third or the second? Nine minus two is actually, I mean, nine minus seven is actually two. Two. There you go. Appreciate it. Second, second. Yeah, well, I thought you said you couldn't do math, Ryan. That was good. <laughs> Ryan, were you going to say something? Ryan, were you going to say something? Were you going to? What? Oh. 
No. No, it's okay. Come on, what were you gonna say? Well, uh, okay, we'll, we'll ask Ryan, and then we'll ask one of the girls here too. Ryan, what what did you take away? I think uh, one thing you said that I wrote down that really spoke to me was like um, a lot of human ideas uh, really won't go into heaven. Like, oh, I think this, but we're never going to know um, how great heaven is, how perfect it is. That's true. We can get some ideas from reading the scripture, but we'll fully not understand it until we get there. So that's good. One of you girls going to say something? No? Anyone here? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Alright then, well let's turn to Mark chapter 12. We're actually almost done with chapter 12 here, just a couple, few more verses here. But Mark chapter 12, we're going to start at verse 28. And if we get this clicker working... Wait, hold on. It wasn't on. There we go. Thanks Quincy, I appreciate your help back there. We're going to read Mark... Can you go back a couple, one more? Alright, cool. We're going to do some uh, crowd participation with reading this. Who wants to read these first two verses? Caitlin, go ahead. Yep, you can stay there and just read read the two verses there. Loudly. All of that right there, yep. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is here, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. All right, who wants to take the next couple? Sydney, go ahead. Next Next one, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other greater commandment than these. Okay. Next couple. Nice. Alright. Who wants to take the next two? Josh. Go ahead, bud. The scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one. And there is no other beside him. And to love him with all thy heart and with all thy love and understand Okay, who wants to take the next couple? Vincent. And when Jesus saw that, he answered wisely. He said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Alright, we're going to end there for tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for what we're about to be taught here today, Lord Jesus. I pray for every one of us in here to have ears that are open to hearing what you have to say, and our hearts are open to receiving what is commanded of us today, Lord Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you give me the power and the strength that I need to communicate this well. And God, we give you the glory and honor of all things that are happening in individuals' lives here, Lord Jesus. It's amazing to see and hear what you are doing in these students' lives. God, we give you all glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Alright, so remember how I mentioned the last couple weeks uh, with these questions, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are trying to like trap 
Jesus a little bit. I've called it like the trap questions in a sense. Well, tonight's actually, when I did some more research based off how the Pharisee and the Sadducee was asking this question, it's not so much a trap. It's more that he's actually curious to understanding which law is the greatest commandment. Because as we read earlier, he said that the um, the, the the scribe was uh, curious and how he answered, how Jesus answered the, the other Pharisees very well. And so he's asking him, what is the greatest commandment? Now, how many of you know about the Ten Commandments? Right? Okay. How many of you know about the 621 other laws and commandments? You've learned about them a little bit, and some of you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Alright? So in the Jewish laws and the Jewish customs, yes, there's the Ten Commandments, but then there are 621 more laws and regulations, and so there's about 631 of them in total. And and these laws differed on on high priority and low priority. So you like you can have a little over three of them, 300 of them. Like these are the top ones you need to focus on, and then the other 300 or so, like uh, they're important, but it's okay. But everyone had different ideas of what was considered really important and what wasn't. And so there's always these debates going on of like, what is the greatest? And so this is what the scribe is wanting to know. He sincerely is asking God of, or not, well he is asking Jesus, who is God. But he says, teacher, of all the laws that are out there, which is the greatest? And so Jesus quotes Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at verse 4, so in your Bible. Uh, so you can see where we're going with this. Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. Jesus takes it right from the book, uh, the law of Moses. In Deuteronomy 6, chapter 4, and this is what it, and it says. He quotes it for, verbatim. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I commanded you today shall be on your heart. So after quoting that, we then notice that Jesus, he doesn't just stop there. We notice that he quotes Leviticus in saying, the second greatest commandment is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now I'm going to go back to the ver- what he says afterwards, and I need you to, to highlight and understand that this is really important. Jesus says... There is no other commandment greater than these. So if you're in your Bible app or you're taking notes or in your Bible, I would encourage you to highlight, underline, circle the phrase greater than these. Caitlin. Uh, we are around verse 31. At the end of verse 31, chapter 12 of Mark. So again, Jesus, after he says, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now, you may be asking yourself, wait a minute. I thought the guy only asked for one commandment. What's the one greatest commandment? And we see that Jesus is fusing both of these together as one. You guys with me so far? Now, here's the thing. Here's what Jesus is saying. Ultimately, if you love God... If you love God, you must love your brothers and sisters. If you love God, you must love those that are around you. Now, the word love here, and stick with me because this this might get a little tricky, but 
You need to understand this word. So, in the Greek, this word love is called agapio. The verb. I think I may mis- be mispronouncing it a little bit. But it's a, and the noun, and the noun, but the verb is agapio. But yes, it goes back to agape. And it's to love unconditionally and sacrificially as God himself loves sinful men and the way he loves his son. Ultimately, and this is key right here, that this type of love calls for action. This type of love calls for action. It's not so much an emotional love that maybe some of you who are dating right now, you see that guy or girl, you're like, oh, I got all these butterflies inside. Some of you are laughing because you know it's true. And some of you are laughing because you're like, I don't like boys or girls. Um, you will someday. Anyways. But it's not just that emotional. There, there's action to it. There's, there's something you've got to, to do with it. And so, let me give you an example. How many of you have ever said you were going to do something and never did it? Yeah. We've all have done that. Right? <laughs> Dishes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. So my wife, Rachel, who you guys know, The way she feels loved the most of the time is when she wants me to do something, and I actually do it. One of those things is actually doing dishes. And if I don't do the dishes, well, she lets me know about it in a loving way. Like, hey, can you do the dishes? Hey, the dishes are still there. Travis. Are you sure she doesn't slap you in the high knee? <laughs> <laughs> I am 100% positive that she doesn't do that. I'll bring the wooden spoon to that. Okay. Alright. Let me, let me ask another, here, let me, let me get this in a way you may know, some, another way that you would recognize this. Um, how many of you ever told someone you'd pray for them and you never did? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many can say it wasn't? <laughs> no, give me a second. <laughs> How many of you can say it wasn't like you did it on purpose? It was just, you said, hey, I'll pray for you. But then the night came and you're like, I totally forgot what I was supposed to pray about. Right? Who's been there before? I've been there before. So here's something I've had to learn. I've had to learn that, okay, if I'm going to pray for them, instead of saying, I'm going to pray for you, I'll just pray with them right then and there so I don't forget about it. But but the problem sometimes that can happen is when we can use the, oh, I'm praying for you, as a way to just get out of a conversation or out of a situation. And that's never what we want to do. When we say we're going to do something, we're actually supposed to do it in a, in a loving way. And here's the thing, again, as we talked about last week, where you can't say you're a Christ follower, not being God's Word, and understanding who He is and growing in your relationship. You can't say you love God, but hate the person next to you. Some of you feel this way about your brother and sister. Some of you get mad when your brother and sister may throw a fit, or maybe take something that's yours that they shouldn't have taken. And you're like, I hate you. Who's been there? Let's be honest. You can dislike their actions, but you can't dislike or hate them. Because here's the thing. Here's, here, let me quote 
First John chapter four for you. First John chapter four. You don't have to turn there. I just want you to listen to this. First John chapter four, starting at verse nineteen. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, listen carefully to this. These aren't my words, this is coming from the Bible. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he does not know, he does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has, I'm sorry. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must, must, you hear that word? Must. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So there's, there's no choice in, in this. We, we have to, to choose to love our brothers and sisters. And the big idea I want you to get tonight, if there's nothing else that you get from tonight, is this, that love is an action. Love is an action. You can't just say, I'll love you, I'll, I'll do these things in a loving way, and not follow through. Let me give you, let me give you an example that Jesus set for it. As we've read so far through Mark, how many of you remember that Jesus has pretty much said he's going to die? That he's going to give up his life for us, that he's going to die for our sins, right? Would it be loving of Jesus to to promise us this and then not fulfill it? No, right? So, if Jesus was able to fulfill his love for us by going to the cross for us, We also have an obligation, we also have a duty, a commandment that we see right here, to love on those, even if they hate us. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, love on your enemies. How many of you have enemies? I mean, not enemies that are going to, like, kill you or something. But, like, how many of you ever dealt with bullying? If I have an enemy that's going to kill me. Well, then we need to report them to the cops. How many of you have a... How many of you ever been bullied before? How many of you ever dealt with gossiping before? Or like you, you're like you're the. But let, let me rephrase that question. Let me rephrase that question. You've been the victim of gossiping, not that you've participated in it. That's another sermon for another day. But you've been the victim. You've been the victim of gossiping, right? And how many? How many of you would say you're you're kind of like how Eva just said? Like, do I really need to love on them? Do I? Can I just dislike the person? No, because here's the thing. You know the reason why the why we are to show love to someone, especially someone who may uh, be picking on you or something like this? And, and by love, I don't mean just let him beat on you the entire time. That's not what I mean. But do you know why we're supposed to show love on that person? It's because they're hurting. Sorry, Travis, I didn't see your hand until I said it. Were you, is that what you're going to say? Okay. But they're hurting. Deep down inside, they're they're dealing with some issues at home, maybe in their own personal life and how they view themselves. And so the only way they can take it out is by picking on the next person there. Unfortunately, it was you or me for that matter. 
But one of the things we can do in a loving way is looking at them and say, okay, they're hurting. What's the best thing I can do? So, like, let's say that bully comes up to you in your math class and says, I'm struggling on this. Can I help? Can, can you help me? Because he knows that you're the smart kid in math class. You know what a loving thing to do is? No, the loving thing to do is to say yes. To, to sacrifice and say, yeah, I'll do this. Because here, here's the reason. You are now proving to be different compared to the world. You're proving to say, hey, I, even though this has been going on, I'm still willing to serve and help you. And at that point, you, it can lead into a conversation where they'll be like, well, first of all, you may become friends. Let's start there. Anyone ever have someone you never liked and then they became your best friend? I, I, have, I, have a, I have a story about that. Um, I have a friend, ran cross country. He, well, he was my best friend. I thought he was a complete jerk. I even said that. And then through cross country, we became friends and everything like that. Um, Travis, hand up. Um, when you're saying, like, if they need help, like you said on math, mm-hmm. so how would you, like, approach that if they said, like, can you do my homework then? Well, that's different than helping. They didn't even say no. Um, also, all the that's kids that were sure. usually that I didn't like Thank were you. either, like, talking to me during the whole class that I literally couldn't do, or they were waiting. Hmm. Okay. Right. What's up? What was your... What were you, you no, I didn't hear what you said. I was listening to his question. Yeah, because here's the thing. With that, if someone, if a bully comes up to you and says, hey, I know you're the smart kid in math class, just do my homework. No, that's not, like, you got to be loving be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Even if he threatens to beat you up or she tries to threaten to beat you up. That's when you have to be like, get into it. There are women who beat up other girls. Like, it's not just a guy thing. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Amen. That is really. I like how your shirt says "real." Or your hat says "real." You kept it real right there, Joshua. That is true. We are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. There are some people who look at us and be like, "Ah, you don't like me," even if you're not trying to come off that way. But here's my, here's my point of all of this, is that love is an action. And one of the things I want you to look at tonight as you go into your small groups, and you're going to read some stories of, of what it means to love on someone. Um, small group leaders, you're going to read about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, if, if there's no other question you can get through, I would encourage that question for tonight. But look up here for a second. Focus, and, we're, and then we'll, we'll head on out. How can you start applying to be loving and, and instead of just mouth service that, oh yeah, I love you, I love you, but actually put it into action? But then also as well, think about Eva, go ahead, where are you going to say? Maybe not like focus on yourself. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Most of the time we can't love on others because we're focusing on ourselves. Yeah. Brian? Uh, like commit more to your actions because we all, I mean, I give an example, we all obviously don't do everything we say because mm-hmm. you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so commit to more stuff you're going to say. Absolutely. Right. Destiny, did you? Yeah, there you go. 
I think I saw another hand. I'm not sure. John? Show more kindness to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. And I, my other example, I was just going to say, even if you have that annoying brother or sister, because I know some of you think of that, still got to love on them. How, how can you love on them even in the most difficult times? Because here's, here's this thing about agape love. It's a choice. It's a choice. You choose whether or not you're going to love on that person. You choose whether or not you are going to serve them and be a helping hand. You choose on how you will react to the situation that is going on there. So if your brother is being annoying, I saw Toby shake his head. Yeah, so if Eli's being annoying to Toby, in his mind, he has two choices to, on how to react. He can choose to let Eli make him frustrated and angry and upset, and maybe he go pu- he goes punch on Eli. I don't know if he's ever done that or not. Okay. <laughs> or he can choose to love on his brother, and, and maybe he's being annoying because he has all this energy and excitement, and say, hey, Eli, let's go play football or something. Or go jump on the trampoline to maybe get all that, whatever it may be. All of us in here, we can choose to love on those that are around us. So my que- the question to ask you guys tonight in your small groups and to think through is, how can I love on someone tonight? And how do I react in a situation where it may be tough to love on that person? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for all those uh, that are here with us today, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray as we look through this great commandment, you call us to love. First and foremost, to love you. To love you. To, to, to love others on our own strength just doesn't work. And we, we need to power into a, to a love that we get unconditionally from you, Lord Jesus. But we also read and just recognize here that it is a commandment that once we have fallen in love with you, that we put our trust and hope in you, that we are to love on those around us, Lord God. And while it is easy to love on some, it is very difficult to love on others. And as we've talked about here today, it is very easy in our flesh and our mindset to say, try to justify and say, well, they're acting this way, so I may not hate them, but I'll dislike them. Father God, we may not like their actions, but you call us to still love them as a human being, that someone who was created by you, Lord Jesus. As we also heard today, that we all fall short of the glory of God, that we are all sinners, that we all are dealing with our own issues and, and problems, Lord Jesus. I first and foremost ask that all of us in here, if there's any ways that we have been unloving, that we first, uh, first being unloving to you, Lord Jesus, that we confess our sin to you, Lord Jesus, and receive that forgiveness based off the works that you've done on the cross. But I also pray that we can go to those that maybe we haven't been unloving to and confess our sin to them and ask for forgiveness and do a better job of choosing to love, Lord Jesus. As we mentioned through this agape love, it's not just an emotional love, but it's a it's a action. It's a something that needs to take place. And ultimately, we are going to choose whether we love those that are in front of us or not, Lord God. I pray every single day that we can make the choice to love, even when it's difficult to love. Even when it's difficult to love in a situation right now like 2020 has been with pandemics and different views in, in, in politics and the issues with COVID-19 and everything like that, Lord God. May we never lose sight 
that as followers of Christ, that we are commanded to be lights in the world. And we've been made for a time like this. We weren't born on purpose. I mean, we weren't born on accident, Lord God. We were born here, right now, during this time. And maybe, just maybe, it was because we are to show the love of Christ. And we only do that when we choose to love on those, no matter the situation or the circumstance. God, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.